welcome and welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Got a pretty interesting show for you here today. Going to talk some uh, NBA basketball, Anthony Davis, and uh, well, uh, I guess he got what uh, what his worth is, right? And what's your worth, what somebody's willing to pay you. But um, before we get to that, you know what time it is. If you haven't already, please go ahead and uh, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell here on YouTube so you can be made aware whenever new content comes out on the channel. If you want the audio-only version of the podcast, go ahead, open up your audio podcast platform, hit the search bar, type in the format podcast. We should come right up. If you enjoy the content, give us that like or uh, that five-star review, whatever it is on your audio podcast platform. And make sure that you go ahead and uh, share the show with anybody you know who wants to hear sports talk, but might want to hear a different viewpoint than uh, what you get on all the uh, mainstream sports media shows. Um, you know what happens when you do those things. We rise in the algorithm. It helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. Now, let's get right to it. Okay, Anthony Davis. Now, let me say this. As a member of the sports media and I know from, you know, my listening to all the shows and my talking to people and my reading articles and stuff like that, it seems to not be in vogue in the least uh, nowadays for people to comment on other people getting paid, whether or not you agree that they should get paid, whether or not they've demonstrated that they should get paid to the level that they are. It just seems to not be good. But me, I've always been a proponent of, listen, um, if you're getting top of the line money you should not only be a top of the line player you should be everything that comes along with that why do I bring this up Anthony Davis just received a three-year extension with the Los Angeles Lakers 186 million dollars which makes him the highest paid uh what is it annual value uh in the history of the game he doesn't have the biggest contract but he's going to make like 60 million dollars a year something crazy like that and so I think about this and we hear Charles Barkley who he does not hold his tongue at all, right? Uh, he calls Anthony Davis street clothes because why? Every time you see him, he's on the bench in street clothes, right? We see that he's uh, constantly injured. Now, he has that kind of narrative about him, that uh, that nickname and that perception. But prior to coming to Los Angeles, he actually wasn't that bad, right? So in his rookie year, he played 64 games. His second year, 67. This is all in uh, New Orleans with the Pelicans. Third year, 78 games, 61 games, it was 61 games in his uh, fourth year, then back to back years of 75 games, right? 75 games. I can deal with that. Um, then his final year in uh, New Orleans, I think that was the year he was trying to force his way out to get to Los Angeles. He only played 56 games. OK, but here's the thing. Since arriving in Los Angeles, getting the new deal, being where he wanted to be. Out of 328 total available regular season games, he has played 192. That's 58% of available regular season games. So this is not a guy you can count on. Less than 60% of the regular season games he's been on the floor. So we get why you call the guy street clothes, right? And um, to me, that's unacceptable. I know it's a new era in load management and analytics and sports science and all that. But let's quick diversion here. They tell me, they constantly tell me, today's athletes are so much better, bigger, stronger, faster, blah, 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 maybe. But um, you have all this sports science, all this sports medicine, all this advanced stuff. You're tracking the players, you're doing this, that, and the third, but yet the players can't stay healthy. I talk about this constantly. In a much more physical era, you saw players playing. It was a badge of honor to play. Guys played until they couldn't. John Stockton. 17 times in 19 years, 80 plus games. 
Carl Malone missed 10 games in his first 10 years. And these are two of the most physical players to ever play in the National Basketball Association. I bring those up because those numbers are easy for me to remember. But I point that out because back then, guys played. I believe Michael Jordan played 80 plus games 10 times in his career. So I say all this to say, you keep telling me that today's athletes are better, they're bigger, they're stronger, faster, blah, blah, blah. But in a, in a game where the league has done everything it could to legislate out physicality, the players are playing less and less, even with all this quote unquote load management. Doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, uh, back to Anthony Davis. Yeah, this is a guy that's played less than 60% of his games as a Los Angeles Laker. But what? The Los Angeles Lakers went ahead and gave him the highest annual value in the history of the NBA. Why did they do that? It can't possibly be because they realized that when LeBron's gone, uh, they need a guy and they believe that Anthony Davis is the guy that's going to carry him to a championship. That's not going to happen. Very talented player when he's at his best, but he's not carrying anybody to a title. He's just not. He's not mentally strong enough and he's not physically strong enough. It's just not going to happen. But I thought about this and I'm like, why did they do that? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? And it occurs to me, um, the late uh, Jerry Buss, who is the father of current Lakers owner Jeannie Buss, he was the first guy that decided to make the NBA into entertainment, right? Not just entertainment for people who enjoy basketball or who love basketball, but entertainment in terms of making it a show, right? Of course, Magic Johnson and the Showtime Lakers, that was a big part of it. But then him making uh, uh, game nights at the, at the old LA Forum, making that a, a happening, right? Where big time stars from Hollywood wanted to show up. And then of course, uh, you had the forum club uh, after the games where, you know, you heard the legendary stories about that. Um, you have all the all the big name guys on the sidelines. You had the Laker girls that he brought in to provide um, an additional amount of entertainment. I believe Paula Abdul kind of started her public career as a Laker girl. Um, so you have all these different things. And he realized that the entertainment value is one of the key things. Right. And so part of the entertainment value is you have to have marquee players to be able to put butts in the seats. Now you might have a team that doesn't have marquee players, but is well coached plays hard and wins a fair amount of games, maybe 50, 55 games get you in the playoffs. Right? So let's say you have a team doesn't have any stars, but is well constructed plays well, gets in the playoffs and wins 52 games in a regular season. That's not good enough for the Lakers. That's not good enough for Los Angeles. What they would rather have is a big name to put on the marquee even if he's regularly in street clothes, even if he's not a guy that can carry him to a championship, at least they have that name because they want to be able to sell that because the Lakers are a show. The Los Angeles Lakers are an experience. They always have been. And this is what they're about. They must have the star. And I get it. The NBA is a star-driven league. Totally get it. But at the same time, why? I just it, you, you're going to paint Anthony Davis like he's a guy that can take you there. Now, I, you know, the the good thing is the the salary cap keeps increasing. You know, as the TV money increases and blah blah blah, the salary cap keeps increasing. So, hopefully, that uh, Anthony Davis extension, hopefully, it won't be an albatross around their neck, and they can still be able to find a way to round out the roster. Maybe get him a complimentary star or a second star to help get them there. Because at the end of the day, for true Lakers fans, it doesn't matter. Uh, what the names are on the marquee and how exciting the basketball is or how many stars you have. 
because true Lakers fans want championships. That's all they want. That's all they're thirsty for. They salivate thinking about lifting the trophy up, right? And who got them that way? Magic got them that way. He spoiled them. Kareem got them that way. He spoiled them. Um, uh, uh, Shaq and Kobe got that way. They're spoiled, right? They must win chips. And to some extent, LeBron with the one in uh, the Mickey Mouse, the, uh, the, the uh, what do you call it? The bubble trophy in 2020, he even added to that total, right? So true Lakers fans, they must have championships. It's not just about um, the experience or the stars and the marquee and all that. They want to win. And so I don't think that this move gets them any closer to winning. We'll see in the long run, but I think it was stupid. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's not my money. Congrats to Anthony Davis. He got his bread. And chances are he's not going to play a whole lot of games to uh, completely earn it. But that's the NBA for you. So anyway, what I want to know from you is, do you think Anthony Davis deserves this extension? What do you think the Lakers should have done? Do you think they were smart to give it to him? Leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to uh, respond to them. I'll be back with you on the next episode. And I'm out. Peace.